The event is so momentous that historians may one day view it as a landmark in the decline of the British Empire. The Beatles are breaking up. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. All Pods Must Cast, episode three. Episode three, we're back, baby. Bakuza of blues. <laughs> Boku. Boku. Do you know what that means? My blue, no. That uh, That's French for a lot. Great. Why? So it's a lot of blues. I was about to say, why did Ringo say that? But none of these songs are actually his songs. That was someone else's. So. Well, you know, the uh, this this is why I took four years of French, is because I kept seeing that al- album title. I thought, what could that possibly mean? That's not, surely that's not the reason you took, um, is it? Yeah, no, I kept seeing it, and I was like, what no, does that mean? No, no, And I was like, I gotta get to the bottom of this. I and hate then that I don't know sudden, whether or not you're kidding. Uh, no, I I am joking. Okay, thank God. Uh, je rigole. <laughs> oh, well. As they would say in French. Hey, look, we're back. Jack I'm is back. here. Kai is here. Um, for the rest Present. of the podcast, I may be sipping coffee. I'm gonna really... I'm going to try to be discreet about it, but I'm really sorry if you hear any slurping sounds. If I, if I hear anything, I'm going to call, call please your don't, ass out on Please, please, please do not immediately pause the podcast and close whatever app that you're listening to the podcast on no. when you hear a slurp. Please, please forgive me when that happens and just go just ahead have and, a little and act like it didn't happen. We're, we're, you know, we're doing an evening record. We've got our cups of joes here. I've got mine on a nice beatles for sale coaster that you have in your room here uh-huh yeah beatles um, i don't yeah i don't i don't know what that is I don't oh know yeah where. neither do i yeah. I, I don't yeah it's um, just four guys hey it's our first episode uh that we're doing since we've released an episode of the podcast out. yeah so that's so the exciting. first episode that we have re- that we're recording where we have feedback yeah so we appreciate uh everybody listening who has listened yeah we got so a few far. downloads um we we really appreciate that's that that's very it's nice really of cool. you um, excited for you to hear the second episode that hasn't come out yet, but then when you've heard this, actually, you would have already listened to it. This um, is fucking me up, man. <laughs> what the heck? This but is... we hope you liked. We hope you liked that. We the hope Cartney one episode. We had a good time doing it for the second we a, time. We had a ball we doing did. it both times. Um, but yeah, ball thank pit. you very much. I want to go in a ball pit. Sorry, I would. I would too. <laughs> Bring it back, adult ball pits. <laughs> Um, hey, this is our uh, anyway. We're starting to go fund me for oh, yeah. adult ball Sorry pits. For stepping on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we started an Instagram and a Twitter and an email. Yeah. Um, what's our email? Uh, allpodsmustcast at gmail Yeah, that's real, real simple. All undercase. Mm-hmm. If you have any request, um, for for anything for us to cover uh, on specifics, or any reason to contact, or us. if you just wanna if you wanna catch a movie sometime. Yeah, if you want to support We're our available. Go, our GoFundMe for adult, we don't have pits. a lot going on. Yeah, we have a Beatles podcast, and um, that's about it. That's yeah, that's all we do. Yeah, that's really all we do. Um, this is my main focus at this point. Um, so, but yes, my point being, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks for making it this far. Uh, to episode three, we're back on the Ringo train. It's only been two episodes. Yeah, well, it's really only been one. <laughs> yeah. We. we we had a slight departure from Ringo <laughs> with a Paul McCartney album, and now we're right back to it. With another album of covers hey, that is titled the same as the first track. Speaking of Ringo Train, um, the cover, he's on a train, so we're, we're hopping back yeah, on board. We're, we're winding forward. And he's going coochie-coochie mode. Which is not, on, not apparently on the record, though. I've, yeah. I've heard it just recently. Apparently, yeah. it's only a B-side to 
So, so is he released Bokuza as a single? Yeah, Bokuza. How do you say it? It's Bokuz. Bokuz. Well, which, that's how he says it. Which it's means really Boku is Boku, how the French say Bokuz. But he and he said and he, he says, says Bokuz. Oh, Bokuz. He says Bokuz of blues. Um, that's great. So if we have any French listeners, um, I'm sure we do. I'm which sure we do. I think that's the majority of our audience. Yeah. La majorité. I don't know. I haven't taken for, taken French in a while. I took it in high Bonjour. school. Um, so anyway, Bocuse of Blues. And I'm saying it how he says it. I'm sorry to the French people out there. Yeah. Um, interestingly, Kai, though, I, I have a little tidbit for you. I assumed that this album, much like the first album we talked about, Ringo's first album, Sentimental Journey. Uh, yeah, I remember. I assumed that these were all covers, like you just said. Oh. These were written for him. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. These they... were Nashville songwriters writing <sighs> songs for him. Because I was trying to find... I don't... I, for some reason, that doesn't make me like it anymore. Really? Honestly, it makes me kind of like it a little less. Really? I that, It actually made me like it more. Because I... Just, I was like, I've never heard of these songs ever. Like, I've right. never heard of not one of these songs. I was like... I was looking for other versions I was a little confused on that. I was like, why have I not heard any of these? Yeah. I, okay, I, I thought well. the same thing, and I was so I was looking for other versions, and I found a couple. I sent you a Hank Thompson version of one of the songs. Jerry Lee Lewis does a cover of one of them, but they're like Ringo Starr covers. See, that's why I was confused as to like, how do you know that's specifically a Ringo cover? Right, yeah, 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 okay, because no, they're, they were all written for him. Um, yeah, so I'll, I guess we'll get into a little bit of the history and context um, before we give our general thoughts about the album. Um, this whole thing started because when Ringo was drumming on All Things Must Pass, oh. um, Get to that. he uh, was picking up Pete Drake, the steel pedal player. Oh, um, and, and in London? Yeah, he, okay. he was being flown from Nashville to London. To hey, I've done that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Sorry. That's a good point. Sorry. Um, but he was flying down to London to record All Things Must Pass, and Ringo was picking him up from the airport. And when they were driving down to the studio... Do you think Ringo was driving? He was. Oh, I, okay. I think so, because th- that's that's the story he tells, because okay. apparently Peter Drake looked at Ringo's tape collections, or tape collection, and noticed there were a bunch of country tapes, mm. and they kind of talked about it, and they got to talking, and apparently Peter Drake was like, you should come down to Nashville and record an album and and we'll get a bunch of players and it'll be a good time and he said we'll have it done in a week and ringo after like playing with these guys who would take yeah sentimental journey right okay (laughs) sentimental journey and uh and those three other lovable lads like after being in the beatles and spending so many days on one song how he had to spend all of sergeant peppers yeah checkers with mal and like um get back you see him just like yeah sitting there Depressed waiting off his ass. just like always at the ready but just fucking waiting for them to stop dicking around so i think the idea of like a whole album in a week I, he like didn't believe it and so peter drake was like yeah that's how we do it in nashville just come down and we'll show you and it took a week it took a <laughs> week we'll to show do you. um that is true that is how we do it here yeah. Um, one thing, yeah, we should acknowledge to our listeners who don't know, um, we do live in Nashville. That's true. That's where we're based out of. So and we really, um, 
Yeah, you really fucking know what we're talking about. He's here. coming down to our neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, especially here. probably because... only like uh, five minutes from where we're recording right now. I assume it's music yeah. on Music Row. Yeah. Where um, I, we both studied even. Yeah, exactly. We, we we know. We know. We know where this is at. We know what they're doing. We know how it's done here. Um, Although, to that point. Although it has been 53 years. Exactly. Then, and so things have changed. players on this album are kind of session royalty in many ways. They're sort of, you know, <clears throat> the Nashville cats who basically. That everyone lists off the top of their head. Um, and they have these really kind of funny names, and you're expected to just know all of them and be like, "Oh, wow, ooh, wow." Well, I, I, I am like that. Billy, because... De, you got Billy Delupa, you got Cardbox Jerry, you got <laughs> Pizza Mike Jones playing the uh, fucking washboard. Well, look, fucking, look, you got Daryl McChancy. If you're a country music fan, um, as I would say, I am. Cool. Uh, these yeah, these are legends, and I actually just saw Charlie McCoy speak. Um, I went to a, a talk. Our, our that classmate? He did. No, Charlie McCoy. Charlie if you're Ma- out there. No, we Charlie McCoy. He's working at PF Chan. The famous um, Nashville session player guy. Oh, he's part of Nashville history. That was so. That, that was scary. I I'm just saying. He's a he's a local legend. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Who he is. I was just, uh, I was just joking around. I'm sorry. We do have him. a. You know what's funny? We can't joke about there, this stuff. I just always do that whenever someone talks about Charlie McCoy. It is funny we have a classmate we, we in our grade, and his name is Charlie, Charlie McCoy. McCoy. He's a vocal major. Um, no, but Charlie McCoy, who plays harmonica on Bokus of Blues, I saw him speak just the other day. But basically... Um, wait, wait. He plays harmonica? Yeah. Um, sorry, on I, was, I zoned out for... Yeah, but basically all these players, the Nashville Cats, um, were really sought out. Um, by rock artists and sort of folky artists after Bob Dylan had a couple of them play on Blonde on Blonde, but that was in New York. Charlie McCoy played on it. Okay, Um, and then he did Nashville Skyline? He did Nashville Skyline and John Wesley Harding in Uh, Nashville. Oh, Um, I don't know about John Wesley Harding. Yeah, that was the first one he did, actually. Mm. Um, And then he recorded Nashville Skyline. But then everybody, after he did that, everybody started doing it. The Birds went to Nashville to record Sweetheart of the Rodeo, Joan Baez. And then George Harrison was interested in these guys because of all that stuff. Um, and we'll talk about that next time. Ooh. But the, the that all directly influences this album. And I'll, I'll, I'll list off some of the people who play on this album. Uh, we mentioned Charlie McCoy earlier. He plays harmonica. Uh, the drummer is DJ Fontana. Uh, do you know who that is? No. He was the drummer for Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. For like all the classic RCA recordings. Uh, and speaking of Elvis, Scotty Moore is the engineer for this, and he was Elvis's original guitarist. Oh. So there are like classic, classic Elvis players all over this session. Um, weirdly, Pete Drake we mentioned before who he picked up it's so funny though that they all all of them are like these crazy renowned talented people and they're all like guys we gotta fucking get ringo out here someone go get him someone Although, a- a- ask ask if he can pick you up from the airport and when you get in his car immediately go to his tape collection try to find at least one country tape and be like hey 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 you need it you need to get out here 
Although, don't you think that it sounds like fun to jam with oh, Lego yeah. for a week? Yeah, no, you it know? definitely does. Like, I see the appeal. I'm not saying it's crazy. I mean, I would do the same thing. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think, um, although it also makes me wonder how many of them really, they all knew the Beatles, but how many of them were like fans? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't they know talk either. about that with George Harrison and stuff. Yeah. Um, who are some other people? Charlie Daniels is on this. Jerry Reed plays guitar. A bunch of people. Like it, the Jordanaires, speaking of Elvis, Elvis is backing hey, vocal group. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, the Jordanaires, the, oh, the, the famous one. vocal group. Um, they do the backup vocals on this on this album. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if, if one of them's singing on the... Um... Oh, I gotta pull up the track list. Uh, uh, that duet? Yeah, that, that duet on the one. album. No, yeah. that's... I wrote down the name. I, I didn't have know. you any other way. I think it's the yeah, duet, yeah, Jeannie Kendall is the other person on there. Yeah, I, 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 I don't quite know who liked she is, that. But... I liked um, their voice on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But, you know, these are, these are, when we talk about this album, it kind of goes without saying that the band is super tight and really on it and yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, that's obviously the best part about this. album. Yeah. It kind of goes without saying almost by far. That's what's making this album at all interesting to me. Right. So whatever we say about this, that, yes, that whatever is we say understood. is bad. It is understood that every session player on here is absolutely popping off. Right. Right. And is, yeah they're holding it down and it's it sounds good and even like it's engineered well it's produced mm-hmm. well Pete Drake also the it sounds good it's mixed well I mean everything is great mm-hmm. um and then those vocals come <laughs> in well I tell you let's let's talk about Ringo's involvement in this because we talked about on sentimental journey how he did a lot of kind of old-time standard yeah. sounding tunes yeah let's let's go ahead and hear your yeah, Rich. let's go ahead and hear. It. Let's My have grand the audience. Ringo theory. Yeah, let's go ahead and hear this grand Ringo theory. Well, I it's basically when Ringo was in the Beatles, he either sang what I call the showbiz tunes, which are like showy, standard, yeah, even old timey tunes. You could even argue, yeah, he also Marina's among those, right? Exactly. The most of which is "Good Night." Good night for sure is the um, most like. I, Octopus's Garden is is kind of a. Mix. I would put that in. It's that kind of an thing. outlier, but probably yeah. It's yeah, a kind of performity. Yeah. It's like, what? it's really like putting performity. on. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? You know what? That's a new, that's, we're going to start saying that. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a performity type. It's like putting on a face. It's putting on a kind of an act. Yeah. Because I'm, I don't think he's necessarily faking it or anything, but he's definitely stepping into the stereotype a little bit more of right. like the fun, um, like all, all the kids love him, you know, right, lovable, right. um, kind of goofy lad. You know, he steps into that for Yellow Marine and Octopus's Garden again. And those are all in kind of one vein, which yeah. I call classifying to the showbiz tunes. He has yes. the showbiz tunes and the country tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, Act Naturally. What else? Honey Don't. Yeah. Even uh, What Goes On, which yeah, was right. written in the early days of the Beatles by John, um, is, ends up still kind of, you know, being Don't pretty pass country. Me by. Don't Pass Me By, the first song he ever wrote for yeah. the Beatles. One of so two. these are kind of the two strains that he falls into. And we obviously got the former on sentimental journey and now we're getting the country right exactly yeah it does make sense it does make sense that this would be the other half of you know and it's it is it does feel like because we've only had one episode um where we haven't been talking about ringo that these are kind of a part uh a side a and a side b of each other almost they're they're kind of similar um in only a way that they're both you know 
a genre and all covers and mm-hmm. that their title track is the first track, you know, and it's just kind of like a string of songs that he's doing uh, very similarly, at least in the genre and style. Yeah, exactly. And, and harken back to his Beatles songs. Yeah. I do think that this does feel reminiscent of like Honey Don't and Actually and What Goes On. Yeah. And those are a little more old fashioned. I mean, he's doing, you know, Buck Owens and stuff. This is a little bit more in the vein of modern Nashville country. Right. Exactly. What was contemporary at the time. time, Right. Um, But yeah, what, what what do you think? What are your general thoughts? General thoughts before we get into track by track. Yeah. General thoughts. Um, Okay. So I'll just preface when I listen to sentimental journey, um, though I didn't love it um, though. Yes. I was waiting kind of for it to be over so i could play something else um i i still you know i didn't mind it i i could i enjoyed parts of it and it was just kind of background music and it it wasn't all displeasing it's very generous (laughs) i know um this one though um although the the musicians are incredible and the arrangements are good and it's mixed well um i don't like the songs very much maybe with a few exceptions some of the songs aren't bad for the most part, I don't really enjoy them. Um, and Ringo's vocals, um, these are the worst that I've Ooh. they've been uh, wow. up until this point in his career, in my opinion. I wow. think his vocals on just about every other Beatles track are uh, are better, Wow, in my opinion. Uh, I just, um, I, I didn't love it. I kind of wanted to turn it off for most of the time. Um, there was a time when I was just bored. Yeah, and then that grew into um, active discomfort. Yeah, you were coming in <laughs> hot today. <laughs> you I called, called Jack me. on the phone, and yeah. I was on the way to pick him up, and I said, "I can't. I don't want to be yeah. doing this. I don't want to listen to this." Yeah, you were. You were I finished pissed. it. Don't worry, I listened to all of it, um, all the way through, um, and then I've listened to more of it, uh, and and sparsely, you know, going from track to track around the album. But I listened all the way through in order, one time. Yeah, which is funny because. <laughs> I consider this a uh, mostly harmless album. <laughs> I find it a very neutral object. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not but I understand objectively bad. From. It's not, it's just that his vocals, it, it doesn't work. It, it's like he's surrounded by all of these pro Nashville country musicians mm-hmm. and he's trying to step into that. And it seems like he's trying too hard mm. and he's like, almost like trying to fit in with these guys. And I don't think he necessarily had to try and do that. I think a lot of the times how he was singing in the early days of the Beatles anyway was country and mm, how I he sings on honey. Don't act naturally. And what goes on, he's not really even, I don't think he's trying he's to be more, anything. He's he just, he's just singing naturally. Yeah. He was acting yeah. naturally here. He's, he's stepping into it too hard. His vocals are like shaky and weird. Like, his vocals on Sentimental Journey are way better than the ones on this. I agree um, that I, I like his performance on Sentimental Journey probably more than this one. Yeah. I think for this album, when it really works for me is the slower ballads. Wow. Because I think... That's what you were saying. That yeah. We different. Exactly, okay. yeah. A lot of times when me and Jack are trying to talk about the album before the podcast, Jack says, uh-uh. Yeah, I want to save it for the mic because so, I want to get your honest reaction. So then I'm just left waiting. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving you hanging yeah. so we can, I can hit you with the bomb. But no, I think there for whatever reason, there is some sort of weird inherent 
melancholy in Ringo's voice and kind of personality as much as he's the lovable fun going um one of the group there's also something really kind of sad about him and something about his <laughs> like vocal quality i can't explain yes. it but there's no, some it sort is of sad. like it's forlornness like, it's like what is ha- what is going on with you right now yeah like because he's got he's, sort of a sad voice he's an alcoholic at this at this time right i'm not sure about if he is quite yet but he's definitely approaching yeah uh, that he it seems like he's kind of fallen out of it a little bit to me yeah and there just there's just something about his voice that has melancholy to it and so it's i think it's it's so shaky it's like really? he's about to cry or something yeah so it when when it locks in because i think when you first start this album there is a cognitive dissonance of like this is one of the most british men in the world yes singing, singing a country Nashville. song yeah. it's so there is a weird anachronistic quality to that that's kind of hard to get over um but when it settled in for me was when the slower ballads about drifters and losers kind of match his his vocal quality and that's not to say i love these songs or i love this album and i in fact i put on a john hartford album immediately after this which is kind of like had a similar vibe and i was like yeah this is way better <laughs> but um that's when the album works best for me see the slower, yeah sadder songs. i i disagree i think because um at least for me those slower songs instrumentally um are more boring mm. to me and that is what is making up for the lack of good performance from the lead. Guy. I totally see that. So when it grows more boring instrumentally, I am honestly put into discomfort from the album because there's nothing for me to even latch on to. At least That's when the fast, um, harder-hitting ones, instrumentally, there's something much more captivating about it um, that I can at least kind of distract me from the song lyrics itself and the guy who's singing them both of which i don't enjoy that 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 makes a lot of sense no i i definitely i definitely see that point of view um i don't know why i was just so diplomatic with you there no i understand i, I understand your point of view but <laughs> Sir, i do that makes, sit, that makes Kai, sense sit down sit down please <laughs> no i don't know why you're standing up well you had that knife out i just felt like i had to say something ooh, to calm you down. Ooh, um, ooh, shiver me timbers doing a pirate guy now uh pirate bit uh yo ho ho let's move on let's move on can we move on just go to the next hey can i ask you a question is ringo the pirate of the band yes okay um would it surprise you to know kai we've we've been talking about how we both prefer ringo's performance on sentimental journey yeah we both like the songs a little more yeah Everyone else said the opposite. Yeah, yeah. critics-wise. Wow. Isn't wow. that interesting? Yeah. And I was... I don't know if this is... Wait, critics received this well? They... they, From what I uh, understand from reading Wikipedia... Critics listen to McCartney 1 and go... Mm, uh, uh. Yeah. They listen to Bacuza Blues. Oh, yeah! Yeah, this is what I like. No, it's true. They like Some of them were like, this is one of the best solo Beatles. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, no. I, no, maybe no, the, no, maybe no, it's, no, no, no. Maybe it's uh, apocryphal uh, oh, Wikipedia. God. But, what? But on the whole, it was definitely received better than Sentimental Journey was. That's People ridiculous. fucking hated Sentimental Journey. I mean, fair. 
Yeah, but I do like that one more than this one. I do. I honestly do too. But to me, they're both so, like I said, neutral objects, and they just sort of exist and are. And it's Ringo. I, I think it's undeniable that Ringo's having fun, and I like hearing that's Ringo true. have fun. Yeah, that's true. And I can't deny him that. And it's still, it's still Ringo, and so there is. That's the thing. It's still charming at times. It exactly. still can be appealing. But 30, 40 minutes of it is not. It's not. I'm never going to listen to this album all the way through ever again in my entire life. Yeah, I probably won't either. <laughs> but <laughs> The I mean, only reason I did it was for right now. And that's it. And now we're talking about and it. And if, if, if y'all want to DM us on Instagram and email us and try to give me some other convincing arguments why I should maybe listen to this album again, um, go ahead. I'll probably say no. I don't but know if there are a lot of like hardcore no definitely not how many people that are listening to this podcast right now have actually listened to this album what's the percentage probably like 100 (laughs) if i were to guess (laughs) and they're all french too i thought you better say and they're all friends (laughs) because of this album that's a shared interest yeah they're all on the reddit they met on linkedin on linkedin and and all within their linkedin of uh of special skills it's a analysis of Boku's blues. Boku's a Boku's of a. You should have taken French, my friend, because <laughs> it's helping me out right now. I'm I'm help. Huh? Okay. Should we get into it? <laughs> Track one. <laughs> Boku of blues. Although, as he says it, Boku's mm. of blues. Boku's of blues. That's what he says. Oh, this track is boring. Yeah. Can we move on? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like, yeah, this one really is kind of a shock when you put it on. And it's, like I said, one of the most British people to ever exist. Um, One of the most, like, iconic people of the British Of the music industry or pop culture. Yeah, but of British tradition, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's fucking received an award from the Queen. Right, right. Like, it's kind of a shock to hear him. I'm gonna look up what studio this was done in. Sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, okay. I don't. I to be honest, I don't have a lot to say about this song. Let me check my notes. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the like we already said. It goes without saying that the band is so solid and so good. Uh, great harmonica from Charlie McCoy, obviously. Backups by the Jordanaires. Uh, yeah. Obviously good. Um. But but at that point, it's like. Yeah, the band is great, but would I listen to this or any other album from that time that these players are on? You know, it's just like, I don't know if I would choose this yeah, no. over anything else of that era. Um, it was recorded in Music City Records, okay, uh, which isn't on Music Row, but it is only like five minutes from here. Oh, really? Okay. Would you like to give out your address to our audience? Um, eh. Okay. No. Would I feel like not? a lot of the audience already knows. So that's probably true. You know, you can talk amongst yourselves, and and dox us in the comments of our Instagram at All Pods Must Cast. All Pods Must Cast. We have an Instagram and Twitter, and haven't posted anything on the Twitter yet. Although maybe by this point we have. We probably have. Probably. We probably. Have. So now I sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, Are you happy? Edit this out, Jack. Edit this out. Okay. Edit this out. Edit this out. Um. Yeah. Let's move on. Love don't last long. This one is fucking crazy. We didn't this even, one's crazy. We didn't even say. Any, what did we say about Bacuzzi Blues? I we said the band's good. This track is boring. Can we move on? Yeah, I mean, then I we got I off have topic, and to now we moved on. Lyrically, 
it's I, I I've got nothing to say. Lyrically, it's fucking a full um laundry hamper with really dirty smelling yeah <laughs> clothes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's not a good title. No, it's, and it's and why is it the it title sucks. track? Yeah. Why? Why this but one? Who thing. picked it? Did he pick it? I bet he did. Probably. Ah. He probably likes saying Buku's. But oh, here's the thing, though. I mean, it is Ringo. You gotta love Ringo, and you gotta. Oh. He's he's like cashing his Beatles check. I said this on the Sentimental Journey record. He's but... cashed two checks in six months, like big True. ass checks. But God bless him. He's allowed to do it. You know. Six months. Wait, no, it's a little longer than that. I guess. Uh, yeah. I okay. I don't Sorry. exactly know when this like came. Eight out. months, maybe. Could be. Could be within a year. It is crazy that two Ringo albums. Yeah, come this out came out in September. Year. September about yeah. a year um a year away from Abbey Road it's wild that these both came out in the same year yeah because it's he wild just, that we have to this is episode three I mean he doesn't give a fuck though he's just doing whatever he wants to do and I gotta respect him for that you know what I mean yeah you gotta respect him for that he is dripped out on the cover I will say that. he is it's a cool cover yeah it's a, cool it's a cover. good cover I, I love yeah the aesthetic of all of these albums that came out yeah, his haircut his, his beard are good he's got the vest yeah that's oh, you know what that's the best part about this fucking album. Yeah, he's dripped it's out. The cover. He looks cool as hell. Man, my foot and is he's falling got those... asleep. This is bad. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? I don't know. Okay. Just give me a second. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, look. We got to touch feet again for my yeah. foot to wake up. Oh, this oh. is a, some sick ploy. <laughs> I've been waiting 20 minutes to say that. <laughs> my foot's asleep. <laughs> Look, um, let's talk about Love Don't Last Long because yeah, it's genuinely I, I fucking rem- crazy. I don't remember. No, it's fucking crazy. I mean, this- I, I've listened to it twice at least, but I don't remember. So the songwriters for this album wrote for Ringo and they saw in him a, a potential for a balladeer, I think. And so they went with some of these more down-tempo, sadder songs. Yeah. But this one takes that to to a whole nother level it's like fucked up um do you remember the lyrics to this one um, this one is about the mom who dies and then oh, yeah, the lives. son who hangs himself oh yeah yes oh, oh i remember now yeah okay, this one's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. crazy dude. i remember thinking are you wait what yeah i i have written in my notes disease murder oh, suicide yeah. cuckold he took her life in the strangers then he took his own yeah mm, love don't last long a guy was being cuckolded and then killed his wife and her lover, and then himself in this oh. song. Isn't that insane? This is the second song. Yeah. Can you wait? Can you yeah. hold on? Hit us with that later, man. Is that? I'm sure. Why critics? One of the reasons critics were like, "Oh, this track with the honest vulnerability." Oh man. You think so? I don't know. Shut up. I don't know if it's an off-putting song. I mean, it's and your uh... second song after a shitter. Yeah. And it almost feels like they're pumping the gas so hard on the dark, sad uh-huh. material yeah, yeah. so immediately where it's yeah. like, okay, ease us in with some more heartbreak songs before we get to murder-suicide. You know what I mean? It's like, relax, yeah. And man. then the next track. Next track, you want to move on? Fastest growing heartache in the West. Yeah, this one, this one's... A, a, what I'll say about the first two is... Um, the second one is a a, sl- a slow down tempo one. The first one's a little bit of a four beat pattern. This is a, kind of a more traditional two beat 
uh, old-fashioned country song with really the thing is again it goes without saying that the band is great but this has great pedal steel playing from Pete Drake um, other than that it's nothing really to write home about is it um, no I will say I, that I didn't mention in my overall thoughts yeah my favorite um, player or my favorite instrument on this album by far is pedal steel uh, yeah, I mean, it's Pete Drake is playing Pete pedal Drake, steel. and he played with Bob Dylan, obviously. Yeah, on... he's a fucking great pedal steel player. The mm-hmm. pedal steel in this album is fantastic. And he plays on... It's one of the redeeming qualities. Um, do you know the song, You Ain't Going Nowhere, by the Birds from Sweetheart of the Rodeo? Uh, not you, off the top you of my probably head, no. do. I probably, probably do. do. But he plays on that. He plays on All Things Must Pass. He's oh. like one of the most... He does? Yeah, well, he's the guy that was that Ringo gave a ride. He's, he's the yeah, guy who yeah. produced this. Um, who produced it? Yeah. Oh. Because he, he flew down to London to play on All Things Must Pass, and that's why oh, Ringo was giving him a ride. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Do we have, I, I'm really curious. I want to know what track he plays on. He Well, he plays all the pedal steel on that album. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Damn. Yeah, so he's like a legend. Wow. Uh, so it just makes sense that you would like just it. Just witness me gain knowledge on air. Yeah, yeah, we're wow. dropping Wow, just like fucking the um, Jim Corden. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Jim. No, James Corden. James. <laughs> Jim Gordon is look is um is is in Batman. Yes, yes. he's the commish. Man, no, I, I gotta get this straight. We do. I'll, I don't know if you do because I don't know if I want to mention James Corden on this podcast <laughs> again. Although we might have <laughs> to because Paul seems to be <laughs> like late. buddies with him. Oh. Paul him and Alec some, Baldwin. Yeah. I, Did you see him going to fucking, um, who's that guy you love? Oh, yeah, Robert De Niro. Oh, I do love Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was going to his birthday. Oh, that's awesome. Man, I want to go. Ugh. Uh, no, it is funny because Paul McCartney has the weirdest choice in celebrity friends. We're getting so off. To, you know, I know, but let me let me finish this uh, one thing. Yeah, because, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you... Okay. Well, do you okay. want, would you rather talk about this or... or um, or what are we talking about? Fastest growing heartache in the West. Look, all I want to say is Paul McCartney has such a weird choice in celebrity friends because you hear him in interviews talk about like mm-hmm. James Alec, Corden and, and Alec Baldwin, Baldwin and, and Jimmy and, Fallon. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> He's like, uh, Jimmy did this really funny thing. Like, who, who cares what? Jimmy Fallon? No, no. Know. Paul, you're better than that. Yeah, although it, you're better, you're stronger. he's going to Robert De Niro's birthday party. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that does. That's pretty awesome. That's badass. Anything to say about fastest growing heartache in the nope, West? Nope, move on. Okay. Without her, this is, okay, without her, it's my favorite on the album. Whoa. Yeah. Do you remember it? No. Yeah, I figured. It's honestly, I say that, but I can recall a lot of these melodies better than I can this one right now. Mm. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. I can. <laughs> Go ahead. Without her, without her. Copyrighted. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, no. <sighs> um, no, I, I like this one a lot because it... I Yeah, I remember. I, I kind of remember now. I don't know if I like this one a lot. That might be overstating it, but it's my yeah. favorite on the album because I think this is Ringo's best vocal performance. I think this one really does a good job of... Um, I, I don't want to belabor this, but the melancholy of... That's kind of inherent in Ringo's performance. Um, and I think this just does a solid job of accentuating that and playing to that quality without overstating it with lyrics about murder suicide sure this is just like a good solid straight down the middle heartbreak song sure yeah 
Take my word for it. Listen to it again. Listen sure. to it again. With Here's what I'll mind. say. I um I feel useless in this whole track by track thing. Um, okay. I don't. I I can't. I can't separate don't the tracks so track by track. Um, maybe a few of them. Yeah. Uh, like like fifteen dollar draw. I kind of remember. Yeah, and, that's kind um, of the highlight. So. I I remember. Um, the, I wouldn't have you any other way. I remember Losers Lounge. Um, well, well, well. Let's let's just move on to the next one. Let's talk okay. about Woman of the Night. Let's just get on with it. Woman of the Night. Woman of the Night. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Okay. Um, well, that one that one actually is kind of cool because I will talk about the band because even yeah, though um, it's it feels dumb of me to keep going. They're no, good. No, they're no, good. No, no, go ahead. Um, this one starts with kind of like a Glenn Campbell kind of sounding intro. There's like a bunch of guitars Campbell. playing over each other. What? What? Glenn did I say? Campbell. Yeah, Glenn Campbell. <laughs> How do you say it? Campbell. 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 He's got a P in there though. Cam- Campbell. Campbell. I don't know. I've Glenn always Campbell. heard it. I've always, heard, I've always heard it said Campbell. That pro that actually does sound Campbell. a little more natural. Yeah. Than Campbell. There's a girl that went to my high school named Campbell. That's I, awesome. I think that's maybe that's why. <laughs> I don't care. Oh man, <laughs> Campbell, if you're out there, ah oh, man, write to us. I'm not gonna look at it because I really don't care at all. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, actually, don't reach out to us, please. I don't. No. Uh, no, but this one has like cool overlapping guitars. Um, and actually, lyrically, I do really like it. It's kind of an interesting, uh, empathetic portrait of a prostitute and oh, a, a narrator who's. It is. Yeah. No. This one's this one's kind of interesting. What the fuck are lyrically. these Nashville writers doing? Hey, they're they're. This is classic country music stuff, man. This is a. Uh, you know what writers I miss writing for Ringo? Hmm. I know. Uh, what are you gonna say? I'm not even gonna say it. All the all the listeners know. You know what I I. Okay, sure. They know how to but, write for Ringo. These sure, guys, but I don't. but that that's uh, that kind of goes without saying. Yeah, that does. Yeah, but I I know I, I think this song lyrically is is uh, interesting, and I think it kind of sets it apart from a lot of the others because the a lot of the others are just kind of straight down the middle, either heartbreakers or, um, I I think it gets more interesting when it gets more specific and it kind of tells a story, and this one does. True. Um, and it gives you a couple characters in this song that I think it's interesting to listen to. Okay, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're being extra cautious now. Ever since the last incident of the last episode, um, we don't want to have to redo this again. I'm really scared. I really don't want to talk. I can talk about McCartney one twice if I'm forced to, but I cannot talk about this album twice. That would be tough if we had to do this I could not. I would actually refuse to, and Jack might have to do it The podcast would end. The podcast (laughs) would end after two episodes (laughs) because we had two lost I do think that's what a lot of people think will happen. You think we have haters out there who are rooting for our downfall? (laughs) No, I think that honestly this, this does look like something we would just, you know, try and do as a one-off and then act like we're gonna we'll do it more up. and then never do anything about it well we've made but it that's episode not three. how we are that's not how how we're like what we're, what we're about and you know we've we're been getting serious. a lot of encouraging feedback and we appreciate that yeah you mentioned it at the top but um, thanks for listening yeah i want to give a quick shout out to one of my friends from high school mendo oh, okay. uh, he called me on the phone today and he said he loved the podcast and I really appreciate that. And uh, if anyone else wants to call us and tell us how much you love the podcast, go right ahead. I'll probably pick up. I've been getting a lot of nice messages. Thank you, men. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mindo. Thank you to Jack's parents. Well, yeah. Leave us a review if you like it. If you want, um, if you don't want to, I don't that's know if fine my too. I don't know if my dad's listened to it yet. Dad, if you haven't listened to it, well, then actually, I mean, if he'd be listening to this, then he would have already listened to it. Never mind. 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 Inception. We gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we gotta talk about. Uh, move on. Move on. We gotta talk about. I'd be talking all the time. <sighs> Fuck. I remember this one. Yeah, this one has a has this a song, memorable this melody. This song is is bad. I don't. I'd be talking yeah. all the time. All the yeah. time. This one has a Jerry Lee Lewis cover from the same year, nineteen seventy. That's when like Jerry Lee was he, firmly in his country. It Im- it immediately came out, and Jerry Lee Lewis was like, "Fuck, I gotta do this right now." Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and it's funny because actually, what I was gonna say about. Well, I'll save it for fifteen dollar drop, but I, okay. I um but yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis does a cover of this on one of his country albums. Uh and it's it's all right. Cool. <laughs> Is it better than this one? Uh yeah, I mean it depends on if you like Ringo Starr or Jerry Lee Lewis more. Um I love Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay. So I liked it. <laughs> I like Jerry Lee Lewis in um the movie Walk the Line. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I, no, I'm a big Killer fan, so... Uh, I like The Killers. No, Sorry. Uh, The Killer. The Killer. There's only one. Mm. Okay, Um, I uh, I don't really have anything to say about this either. Move on. $15 draw. This one. This one's, this this one's, one's all right. crazy. This one's all right. Instrumentally, they're popping off. Yeah, this one... I mean, this is what I was going to say, actually, about Elvis. Elvis um came to Nashville in 1970 with similar players, not all the same, but people who were in this circle and in this tradition of um, session players at, of, of the period, including Charlie McCoy is on the, the Elvis sessions. He's everywhere. Yeah. And they do like really cool kind of country funk grooves, like, excuse me, $15 draw. And um, not like, not literally $15 draw, but things with that similar groove. Mm. And they just, when I was listening to this, I was like, wouldn't you like to hear Elvis on this, you know? Yeah, instead of Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because the instrumental for this is Wouldn't pretty you fucking like to cool. Hear most other famous vocalists of the time. Well, here's a. Okay, no, not most. To that uh, that mic there, pal. You're uh, my my you're this one, around. This mic is pretty hot. I feel like even oh, yeah. even from back here, it's not it's not too bad. Yeah, maybe maybe I, know, I, I just got used to I hearing you in my. Yeah, I think I'm just worried about um. My voice being too loud and harsh. Well, I'm sorry for on the ears of our listeners. I trust you know what you're doing. Um, look, fifteen dollar draw. You got it. Pops off. Yeah. Band wise, I off. mean it's it's fucking cool. And I sent you a uh, Hank Thompson version of this. Um, which speaking of other vocalists doing this song with yeah. a similar groove, that one's pretty cool. Um, but we have to talk about the ba 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 ba. I got that dog in me. Yeah, he doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, but the, almost. I, that's that's what Jack, I. Jack heard that the first time. Yeah. Wait, wait, saying. wait. Did he just say? Did he just, no. Yeah. What does he actually say? For for context, no. He says, "I've got my dog, and he's real mean." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And because at the end, he's he's really feeling it. He goes, "When you're hot, you're hot." But he kind of like messes up. Yeah, he says, "When you're hot, you're hot. uh." When yeah. You're, okay. Uh, mm. Yeah, when you're hot, you're hot. Ba 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 
all right, ho, I've got my dog and he's real mean. There he is. I got my dog and he's real mean. And I thought he said, I got that dog in me. I got my dog and he's real mean. And I was like, oh, that would have been awesome. Fucking cool. That would make the <laughs> yeah. album a, a little better. You have to admit, though, he's he's going coochie coochie mode on this song. Like he's got that dog in him on this song. Why he's look, having a great look, time? They notated the lyrics. The eyes are not capitalized. There's a lot of fucked up things with the lyrics on Spotify for this. Oh, there's so much. Kai, what do you, I, I just said something crazy. When Uncle Harry I just died. said that he went coochie coochie mode on this song. What do you think of that? Oh, sorry, I didn't react. He's he's having a lot of fun on this one, and I I think sure there's um value in that. Sure. You want to have you want Ringo to have fun, don't you? Sure. You like fifteen dollar uh, draw? Come on. Um, I don't. In comparison to the rest of the tracks on the album, yes. Uh, would I put this on any playlist I've ever had? No. What about best Ringo country songs? Um, I'd never make that. Okay. Well, well, I guess let's let's move on. We should we should move on. Wine, woman, and loud happy songs. And I just got to say right off the bat, there is a typo in the title of this song. Oh fuck. I know. They they messed up big time. Big time. Somebody email them. We can at allpodsmostcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm working email on EMI it right now. Label. No, but the, the typo, it says... Why did why EMI... Why is this under EMI if it was done in Nashville? They, they still... I guess... No, I guess, I guess EMI was in Nashville at the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, anyway. No, but it says wine woman, like a singular woman. Like, yeah. a, like wine woman is a character. But it's yeah. wine women. And loud happy songs maybe that was done lyrics. with some form of intention maybe with comedic effect i don't i don't well, know i ain't laughing no i'm not either yeah i think it's actually very serious anyway let's move on that's all um, we have to say about this track there's a typo in it uh, it's not uh, it's not very good i i was gonna say no i i have more to say but i'm looking at my notes and here's what i have written down not the best but only a couple minutes long typo in the title <laughs> nothing to say about this one really <laughs> but only a couple minutes long i love that that's the but yeah that's the redeeming factor at least I mean, it's it, only a couple it minutes is really it, this kind of moves along at a, a, a pretty quick quit noodling clip. on in this goddamn album get to the point do you ever get to the point no uh well what about i wouldn't have you other any other way okay that one's not bad it's not bad like in the one. context of the album it's not bad that's interesting. I, I, I don't love it, but... Um, I thought the, the duet quality was interesting enough. It yeah, was, we've never heard Ringo do a duet. It now. was relieving in, in my boredom. Okay, fair enough. Relieving fair to enough. my boredom. That's Jeannie Kendall, who I don't know who that is, but Great. maybe some people out there do. Yeah, probably um, probably no. Maybe your parents? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. There might be some Jeannie Kendall heads out there. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything anyway. you, you want to say about your favorite song on this album? Oh, uh, it's not my favorite. Okay. It uh, was fine. Um the the only thing is like the duet quality like sometimes it's just like not harmonizing right. Did you notice that? Like sometimes it's just it's not working. He's a weird guy to yeah. duet with. Yeah. I mean, it's like just kind of a Sometimes an it's odd just like are make. you are you trying to harmonize? I don't like I don't know. Like sometimes it does. Yeah, I, I, he's not exactly like somebody whose voice. Yeah, their voices are gel. so separate. Yeah, like yeah. they're so like having being distinct in a duet is a, a really good thing. But then right. you can go way too far, and that's what this song is. Yeah, like, the it's, duet is it's interesting, weird. but it's like 
they're being too distinct. They're too separate. Like it doesn't really make sense why they're singing together. Sure. Although, while being interesting, and um, especially because he's it's got not that, a good duet. He's got a very kind of dark, um, and almost like maudlin voice, um, which lends itself well to the ballads. But she's got a very bright and, um sunny i don't know voice they they just they don't mesh well um but yeah loser's lounge is the yeah next song actually on the album. i i didn't mind that one really when it started at least it was a little relieving because i don't i don't like this one. i mean i don't like it either i'm not gonna try to <laughs> defend it in any fashion um i think uh we should probably go check out the loser's lounge sure he yeah. says there's a honky tonk in this town Ooh. um nashville yeah I, I would assume Ooh, I think we should go check it they out. They have orange juice. Well, I could go for some orange juice right now. Would a loser drink orange juice? Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. probably do. Yeah, they yeah. actually would. We should go out clubbing. With, at the you know, losers thing. would drink it with no pulp. You like pulp, right? I like some pulp, as Tony Soprano would say. I also like some pulp, but there are some people out there who are like no pulp. Yeah, those I those people are pulp. babies. Grow the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, grow up, please. God damn. Stop pitching a fit about. Ugh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you they belong the at the Losers Lounge. If you like orange juice with no pulp, fucking listen to the Losers Lounge by Ringo Starr and Bakuza Blues. And make it your your, <laughs> your theme goddamn song. theme song. Put it at the front of your seasonal and playlist. And you know what? If you don't have anything going on tonight, maybe stop by the Losers Lounge and yeah. uh, hang out with us a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Catch a movie after. Um, We don't have anything going on. No, we do. We have this episode to record. Yeah, true, but after we finish that, no. We just gotta plan for the next one. Our I feel like our riffing has um has gotten less <laughs> energetic and interesting over the course of this exactly. discussion. So, this album is bringing us <laughs> down. Please have I some mean, grace for us. To be fair, we're talking about Losers Lounge, which is kind of a bummer. <sighs> yeah, it's bringing me it's, down. It's not a fun it's really thing bringing to joke me down. about. It's talking about idea. people who who can't have pulp in their orange juice really just fucking took it out of me. I mean, he's not going coochie-coochie mode on this. Coochie-coochie oh, mode. That's for sure. Is that an okay thing to title the song? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like dicky penis mode. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It, it's, is it just as bad as that? He's going full dicky penis mode on this. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is that an okay title for a song? Coochie-coochie? I don't know if coochie necessarily had the same connotations that it doesn't. It does now. Um, I think, and we're not even talking about Gucci Gucci yet, but let's just get into it. The song that's not technically on the album, it's the B-side. It's I'm looking Boku's at the definition. Of blues. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, yeah, no, it, 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 it means It always thought. has. Um, well, even in I don't know. The only definition that pops up is slang and then colon, vulgar. Colon. I mean, yeah. Wait, right? no, I know. I'm just. Oh, I'm okay. A joke. I was like, wait. Hey. <laughs> do I know the 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 term for two dots on top of one another within text? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Gotta move on. God. Okay. Anyway, coochie definition slang. <laughs> okay, we don't need to talk about coochie definition. We all know. <laughs> we all know. Well, maybe they. Maybe someone out there doesn't. And they well, need to be informed. Well, That's they why they're listening to this podcast. Or they can listen to Coochie Coochie by Ringo Starr. <laughs> Blues. They see one of the tracks is Coochie Coochie. Yeah. They go, how the fuck can I learn about what this is? They look it up on Spotify. They see a podcast titled Bakuza Blues. 
and they see that we're going to talk about it, so they listen to this all this all this way up until forty five minutes into the podcast just to find out what coochie means. And to be fair, it's not like he's saying like. I'm being vulgar and, <laughs> and coochie. Like, he's just going... <laughs> all he's saying is, coochie, coochie, oh yeah. Like, whatever the lyrics are for oh, that song. I really wanted to say the definition on air. <laughs> I really did. Maybe oh. we'll get to that in a future episode. If you want oh. to get to that on our All Things Must Pass episode. No. <laughs> hey, do you want to talk about waiting? Oh, fuck that song. Jesus. <laughs> Do you even know which one it is? <laughs> yes, I do. Actually. Oh, you I do. Okay. Yeah. I listen to it. Um, Great pedal seal, so, okay. as always. I think the, the unfair part about me talking about this album right now is that I'd listened to the first half of it um, a couple days ago, and I listened to the second half of it today. So yeah. it's, not a, it's not a completely fair listen. That's okay, but it's fresh on the mind. Yeah, so the, the second half, the B side of the album, I can remember freshly, but the A side, I just blended it together. I don't even know. I mean... To be honest, so many of these songs are arranged in such a similar way where they start off small and then build. They have the strings, they have the backup singers, they add all these instruments, um, and it gets to like a really high pitch um, arrangement-wise. Yeah. And they're all kind of structured like that. There's not a lot of um, difference in arrangement here. Yeah. Um, Can I say one thing that you that you don't agree with that's controversial? Oh, okay. Controversial I'm, opinion I'm on this record? I think every instrument on this album is popping off. Um, I wish that the fiddle was more interesting. That's that's fair. I don't think that's controversial. I don't know. I mean, the fiddle... Okay. Not that the fiddle playing's bad. It's just boring. Sure. It's I, not it necessarily... At, I don't know if it does. Really? I honestly don't know if it does. I think it, it kind of... Uh, it feels like it just is like poking its head out at... You know, at times where it feels like it needs to, is or is being forced to, it's like, uh, fiddle take a so fiddle take this turnaround, you know, take this fill, and then it's just like slow and boring, and it's just like, ugh. well, I think I think they play into the ballad a little too much at times. I I will say when I saw Charlie McCoy speak, he was talking about um, advice he was given when he was first starting out as a session player in Nashville, um, and it basically amounted to. You're playing too much. You need to. Yeah, no, and down. I hear that. Yeah, I hear that. And a lot I think too that's as a bass player, but yeah. yeah, but as a fiddle, I feel like you have the. It, that's one of the instruments where it's like you have the right to go crazy sometimes, but it just never does, and well, I'm waiting a, for it too. And it. As a fiddle player, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. And I support you. You're welcome. In in your views. Here's what I'll it. say: Jack's a better fiddle player than. I'm not better than but Charlie it, Daniels. <laughs> I enjoy Jack's fiddle playing more than I enjoy the fiddle playing on Baku's Blues. Well, well, that's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. Um, do you want to talk about one of the most insane songs, Silent Homecoming? Oh, jeez. The track that ends this album? Yeah. Because there are a couple more tracks on Spotify and streaming and everything, but those weren't actually released on the official album. Yes. Those were released afterwards. So the Thank ending of this song is the fucking... Silent Homecoming. Silent Homecoming. I'm gonna the, the Dead lyrics. Veteran song. Oh, God. Kai, this yeah. song is the song where the girlfriend or the lover is waiting at the airport for her lover to come back from war. And then when they finally take him out, he's in a hearse. He's dead. He oh died my... in war. Jesus. Okay. Isn't... Coochie, coochie. And that's what this album ends on. <clears throat> yeah. There... Silent Homecoming. Yeah, the last... Um... Yeah, can I do a dramatic reading of the, the, the last set of lyrics? Sure. Um, 
She tries her best not to cry, but there's that hearse filled up with flowers. Did he really have to die? No, 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 no. That's the correct amount of no's I was counting. Wow. Well, look, I mean, this song, it 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 has a buildup where it makes you think that they're going to be reunited and the lover is thinking about, oh, is he going to be different after he's coming back? Yeah. All this stuff. And then it hits you with kind of the punchline in a way, which is kind of a common country thing. It yeah. kind of reminds me of Coochie, Coochie. Uh, She Stopped Loving Her Today by George Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's like. It's a weird fucking thing to end the Ringo Starr country album with. I think, yes, it's weird. It fits the fucking weird, catastrophic vibe of this record. <laughs> well, I, I also, it just makes me <clears throat> laugh because these songwriters, I don't think the songwriter wrote this song for Ringo Starr. Because what no. the fuck does Ringo no. Starr have to it's say like, about the Vietnam why, War? Why are <laughs> you, know you going I mean? so hard? Like, wh- why are the writers, like, so deep in the trenches? No, this is my... I think the writers need help. No, this is my theory with this song, is that this writer had this song prepared for a different artist. Yeah. yeah. And then they said, hey, yeah. Ringo's doing an album. And he said, okay, he'll do this one. This was not written for him. And who decided this was the finale? Like, it's so it crazy to end this. I kind of think Ringo did. Maybe he did. It's a wild note to end the entire album on. Um, and it's it just like, makes me feel weird because it's just like it's not it's not like John Lennon protesting. It's it just feels like Ringo is 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 going ahead with the oh this song is kind of protesty. It's about a dead soldier. I don't know if let's he, throw it at the end so it makes it seem like I'm kind of well. I don't know if it's that that protesty is more just like a yeah okay it's emotional not portrait yeah. of of um a tragic thing, but like. I, I take your point in in thinking what what does Ringo have to say about that? Yeah, I don't feel like he has really I've a never personal connection. I've never heard than, anything that he said about the Vietnam War. Yeah, or just war in general, because this doesn't specifically say the Vietnam War, but just Probably, given the time, you can yeah. extrapolate. Um, or or maybe that's reading maybe it's into just too war much. in general. I, I yeah, don't that's think kind of so, though. Idea. But but either way. Why is Ringo singing this one? Yeah, yeah. it's so strange. Um, and so that's the end of the official album. And then, of course, the other two songs that were released later, Coochie Coochie, which we already talked about. The B-side of, of Bokuzanishma. Bo- well, <laughs> hey, you got Bokuz, <laughs> but you couldn't say the English words. <laughs> Coochie Coo. Coochie Coochie, yeah. Coochie hey, this, one, this one was written Does it, by... Did it? Okay. How if it did have the meaning that we have for it now? I don't. I don't think it does. <sighs> He's just saying sounds because this one was uh, written by Richard Starkey himself. That's crazy. This is a Ringo composition. I mean, he's just like making noises. Yeah, that's true. He's just saying like a funny word. I'm gonna say what did Coochie mean in 1970? <laughs> but he also doesn't. It's it's spelled C O O C H Y. C O O C H Y. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's. Okay, well, I see one. It's C O O C H E E. That's not the song. Yeah, I know, but that it's apparently that means um, is derived from a German word Kuchen, meaning a pie or cake. Oh, but that's not delicious. what this is. Um, I don't see anything about. 
dude, I don't know what else it would mean. Is it? It's just a he's sound. Just, yeah, he's just but saying that seems funny like, words. I, I feel like surely it had the same. No, no. I think it did. No, no. <laughs> That's no. He's just saying a funny word over and over again. Uh, it's yeah, funny. You're probably right. You're um, right. there's no way. <laughs> Look, I think it would make the song a little more interesting if it was, because hey, then it would be like, why the fuck are you singing that? You can certainly have that interpretation. I'm not going to hold might. that against I you. I might. Uh, and then Nashville Jam, which is the session players which jamming out, which is, is fun. It's fun, but boring as fuck. Boring as fuck. I, I listened mean, to the whole whatever. thing because I thought it was part of the album, and I was like, you know what I was, though? I'll say, here's my experience listening to this in my car on the way home tonight. Okay. I did see when I pressed play on the second half of the album that Nashville Jam was the last track. And so after Coochie Coochie, I was like, oh my God, how much longer? And then I see Nashville Jam, and I remember that was the last track. And I was really relieved. I was very relieved that I knew that it was the last track. Although it's not really. But no, no, but the last track I had to listen to. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's it's fun to hear them jam. Nothing really and else to say. It's really funny because We've with the, the red and blue remixes coming out last week, I've just been uh, so in awe and admiration of Ringo um, the past week. And then I had to, at the end of the week, listen to this. And that goodwill didn't extend to this? No. Because it does for me. Here's, here's and I will we'll give our wrap-up conclusion thoughts here. Okay. Um, because to me, I just, I feel so neutral about this. I'm not going to listen to it again um but i i just go okay ringo singing the country song i i it doesn't harm me it's a very neutral object and i'm happy for him neutral object (laughs) it it is i mean it's just like i like ringo i'm glad he's having fun i'm glad he gets to do something that he wanted to do i'm glad he had a good experience recording by all means he was like or by all accounts he was thrilled that it only took a week and how fast it went um good for him and i think at this point with how much money he has and how much uh cultural cachet he has he he can just basically do whatever the fuck he wants yeah and that's what this is and so good for him still sold at least a little bit and credits said it was better than his last one yeah so So good for him that's 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 my thoughts on it you know what the great news is i don't love it but whatever we don't have to deal with another one of these for a long time and at least the next one that we have to Another deal with is a whole lot better yeah i'm excited for the next ringo album yeah i like that a, album quite a few episodes away mm-hmm. a while away it is how many months do you think like a, like a few it's 1973 right. yeah that'll that'll take a little bit that'll be a while yeah it'll be a few months it is it's that's interesting though that he has two albums within the span of a year yeah, and, and then, then takes so long for another for one. three years yeah but Hit us, hit us with your final thoughts, and let's wrap it up. Um, final thoughts, uh, man. Am I relieved that we have reached this point? Wow. Of the discussion. You hate this album. Uh, yeah. I wow. Do. Um, okay. I don't hate it. It's fine. Out of like records that I've listened to recently, like all the way through. Um, it it's it's really really far down. I can't think of another record of recent listens that I've been like, man, I want to turn this off, but I can't. That's, but you probably listen to music you like. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, no, on a day-to-day basis, I force myself to listen. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I will say these songs are pretty catchy. I like 
for whatever reason, a lot of these songs, especially <clears throat> Love Don't Last Long, weirdly, the the murder-suicide song, has been, it's like stuck in my head right now as we're talking. I'm, uh, I'm sorry It's about weird. That. It's all right. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your concern. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, well that was you have, of Blues. You said, did you say your final thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I just feel completely neutral about it. Oh, I'm not going to listen to it again. Man, I'm excited for the next album that we're talking me about. Me too. I, it's going to be, it's intimidating, honestly. We're getting to our title album. Um, yeah, that's going to be a big one. We're going to do a two-parter. Oh, yes, it. we are. We're gonna, And the first time, we're going to have some guests come in. The first time? Well, we'll discuss it. Yeah. Second time, right? We'll discuss it. Wait, no. All the, no, yeah, on the second part. Right, 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 right. No, right. but the first time in the series. Oh, I see, I see, I yes, see. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you want. And Twitter. And um, email us if you want. Yeah. And, Please email us. And let us know. Give us some feedback. We appreciate hearing from people. And thank you for listening. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Thanks well, for... okay. Not okay. I don't want to. I okay. love you. I do. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm get not afraid serious. to say it. I'm not afraid. I love our listeners. Bone down down. Bone down down.